Welcome to another wonderful episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. NASA is getting serious about UFOs. NASA's new chief is setting up an effort to further study unidentified flying objects within his first month in office. Bill Nelson, the former Florida senator and spaceflight veteran, told CNN Business Rachel Crane during a wide-ranging interview Thursday, June the 4th, that it's not clear to anyone, even if the upper echelons of the U.S. Space Agency what the high-speed objects observed by naval pilots actually are. Nelson added that he does not believe the UFOs are evidence, per se, of extraterrestrials visiting Earth, but he's not ruling that out. If that were the case, Nelson said, he thinks he would know. But he acknowledged it would be premature to rule that out as a possibility. Nelson's comments echo the findings of the new Pentagon report, that was released late last June. Five sources familiar with the results of that study told CNN that the U.S. intelligence officials found inconclusive evidence that UFOs are alien spacecraft, but investigators also have not reached a definitive assessment as to what these mysterious objects might be or where they're coming from. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial. We don't know if it's an enemy. We don't know if it's an optical phenomenon. We do know that it defies the laws of known physics, Nelson said. We don't think it's an optical phenomenon because of the characteristics that those Navy jet pilots described. And so the bottom line is we want to know more. NASA Press Secretary Jackie McGinnis said Nelson did not establish a formal task force to begin investigating UFOs. However, he did direct researchers to move forward with exploring any lines of questioning around the topic as they see fit. There's not really a lot of data, and scientists should be free to follow these leads. And it shouldn't be stigmatized, McGinnis said, acknowledging that UFO research can be negatively associated with unfounded conspiracy theories. This is a really interesting phenomenon, said Americans are clearly interested in it, so if the scientists want to investigate it, they should. UFOs have long been an object of fascination in the United States and throughout the world. And that obsession was fueled in 2017 when a bombshell New York Times report about numerous incidences in which U.S. military pilots observed mysterious oblong objects darting around at high speeds and a secretive government investigation into the topic. When I was a kid, I had... I was about 12 or 13 at the time. I had an unusual encounter. I was mowing the lawn. It was at dusk. And this was in mid-Ohio, or south-central Ohio, whatever you want to call it. But I was surrounded by pastures, cow fields, uh, farms. It was the back 40. This was like Bigfoot stomping ground where I lived. Oh, literally over the river and through the woods. Uh, so far off the beaten path that 
they never even mentioned us on the news when a storm was approaching or if there was a tornado watch. We were just kind of like, oh, we have to watch ourselves and they're not going to mention it on the radio. I was mowing the lawn at dusk, and this is when I was about 12, the summer before I turned 13, and I noticed this huge shadow go across the land in front of me. And I thought it was a cloud at first because uh, the sun was setting, and I look up and noticed this giant floating triangle high above the hillside next to my house. And I could almost make out details in the bottom of this thing. Uh, looked almost, almost like rivets, pop rivets, or some kind of... It was a solid, shiny object. And it had this weird oscillating orb in the bottom of it that was like a translucent blue. And it just, like an electrical ball, just spun around inside itself, equal to that in like submersing a giant marble in, in water and watching it rotate and float around. It didn't appear to be any exhaust coming from it, no exhaust plumes, no sound. I let go of the mower. I stood for a while and watched. And this thing dropped what appeared to be three spiraling pods. And they spun around the full object once and then dropped out of sight onto the top of the hillside. And as I'm standing here watching this, I then see the giant craft, which was about the size of a football field, descend back into the sky and almost vanish like someone put a blanket over it or like David Copperfield made it disappear. It was just, it was gone. So curiosity got the better of me because I'd always been a massive UFO enthusiast since a very early age. And you have to excuse me, this is the first time I've really gone public with this story because my wife likes to tease me and say that uh, truth is I discovered a moonshine still on the top of the hill near where I lived and I was molested by hillbillies and it's a story that I created to convince myself that I was not molested by hillbillies. That's not the case. I was not molested by hillbillies near any kind of a moonshine still. That's just something she says to tease me. She is definitely the Agent Scully to me being Mulder. So I get on my bike, Goonies style, Stranger Things style, and ride my happy ass up to the top of that hill, which had a dirt path um, for a local paper company coming in and tearing out timber to make paper. So they cleared a nice path for me to get all the way up there as fast as I could. And this was at a steep incline, and I had never pedaled that fast in my entire life. My legs felt like jelly. Um... Uh, I got to where the pods were at this point stuck in the ground and they were the size of like coffins maybe, um, a bit smaller than an outhouse if anyone's familiar with what an outhouse looks like, a porta potty, kind of like a porta potty, but they were shaped like triangles as well, but not like a rigid triangle. They had smooth surfaces on the edge and it wasn't just the three points of a triangle. It was like the shape of what a triangle should have been, but they didn't form the edges on it. And they were black and glistening, very, very shiny. All the light source in the area was just bouncing off these things. 
and they were open as if something had come out of them, but there were three of them. And I get close enough to where I crouch down and I'm just waiting and watching. And I see movement in front of me, but not just regular walking around or standing. It, it was these three beings were floating to the left, to the right, around each other, almost like a dance routine. They were super fast and they were moving as quickly as what you see in some of the newer horror movies where when a really dark spirit or a demon is in movement, they kind of defy the laws of known physics and move from nanosecond to nanosecond, not in a regular form, just quick shutter style, moving around quickly. And I, I couldn't focus on these things. I, I couldn't make out features. They had these strange auras about them, almost as if they were giving off energy or some kind of light source of their own. But I couldn't tell if they were clothed. I couldn't tell if they had eyes or a mouth. They were just these celestial-looking beings moving around and gathering items from the environment, like soil or a rock, or some of them went up to a tree and put their hand on it and they removed their hand, and the bark was gone in that one spot, almost as if they were gathering these things to study or maybe to use to create their own earth like our ours, bringing in minerals and whatnot to rejuvenate their dying planet. That's how I took it. One of them gets a little too close to me when I'm crouched down hiding behind the, the thick brush. And as they get close, I start to get extremely lightheaded. Uh, almost what you read about when people are exposed to high levels of radiation. Fatigue sets in. Your legs go out from under you. You feel like you can't catch your breath. And then you just black out. And that's exactly what happened to me. This thing approached me. And I could feel it looking at me. And it reached its what I believe to be an arm out to me. And I just went black. Completely passed out. And woke up. And it was dark at this point. About an hour had passed. Now, my parents assumed that I had finished mowing and just took a bike ride down the road to a neighbor friend's house to play video games or watch a movie or something because that was something that I had discussed earlier in the day that I planned to do when I was finished mowing. So they weren't too worried. But what's bizarre is when I passed out, I woke up in my backyard with my bike propped up next to me, lying facing up to the sky next to the mower that I left. And my bike, I would have to go around the other side of the garage and walk through the one-man door to get my bike out of the garage to then ride it up. So for years, I questioned my own sanity in this thing. Did I dream it all? Did I just have a hallucination from heat exhaustion? And I would have gone with that if my bike had not been properly propped up next to where I was lying down and the mower itself was still in the same place. So I obviously had ridden my bike down the road up that dirt path because the dirt was still in the bike wheels, the same dirt that should have come off when riding on the grass if I had ridden through the grass. It was fresh soil on the tire itself. And the bottoms of my shoes had the same powdery soil that is up on that hillside. 
for years that this encounter has has plagued me, has haunted me, and I've wanted to write about it for so long, but I wasn't sure how the public would take it. I wasn't sure if I would be labeled as a lunatic, but in this day and age where closeted UFOologists are people who just have a fascination with UFOs, it's becoming more and more acceptable and people are understanding and listening. I feel safe enough to talk about it now, which is why I put it out here on my podcast. And hopefully it would encourage my listeners to share their stories with the strange, the unusual, and UFO encounters of their own. Whether or not it's related to the movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, or if you think it's just a reaction to heat exhaustion or sleep deprivation or maybe bad medication the doctor put you on. It's important to share these stories and not keep them locked up because it can really cause you to question your own sanity and how those around you truly feel about the fascination you have and, and things such as these. Now, I mean, UFOs could change human history, but for now, we aren't giving them much thought. They're just floating around, unexplained and unidentified. We have a lot of work to do, but mention them in conversation, and they're likely to lead to nervous humor, like my wife saying that I was anally probed by a bunch of drunken, moonshining redneck rapists who molested me. That was not the case. Now, that, that's all fun and, and in jest. I can laugh and, and say, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, it was Deliverance, Alabama. But mention them in conversation. They're likely lead, to lead to nervous humor or do most things unfamiliar and out of our control. The pilots may be laughing because they have the comfort of peers who are seeing the same thing. But most wouldn't be laughing if they were alone. We know that life is fragile and that it continues at the mercy of a universe on a little planet orbiting around a star that will eventually flame out. The odds of these supersonic ovals in our midst turning out to be a net plus for humanity are low. Worrying about Donald Trump is almost reassuringly small by comparison, but at least we're trusting our military personnel to see what's in front of them. As Colonel Edwards asks, how could I hope to hold down my command if I didn't believe in what I saw and shot at it? I'm not recommending we shoot at these things either. That could start an interstellar war that uh, we certainly cannot afford based on the fact that we're constantly fighting with ourselves. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And you'll hear me next week on a new episode of Paranormally Speaking. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. A Middlebury couple, preferring to remain anonymous, told the Eagle that they observed four slow-moving glowing orange globes while driving north in a car along U.S. Route 7 near the town of Pittsford. The sighting took place during the evening of September 19, 2020, 
The couple saw the objects at approximately 8.30 p.m. and reported the sighting to local police and 911. The Vermont State Police dispatcher in Rutland confirmed that the eagle, that the alleged unidentified flying object UFOs were sighted over Rutland County during the evening of September 19th, but could not provide specific details beyond that what the couple had reported. At the time of the sighting, the Vermont Air National Guard was not flying any of its fixed wing or rotor aircraft, the Eagle had learned. After the first sighting of the Globes, the couple turned their car around and drove southbound on Route 7 to get a better view. The Globes were flying in tandem. One of the pair said, The sky was crystal clear and the stars were visible, but these things weren't stars or planets. They moved slowly and in a distinct pattern and direction. They were not erratic and appeared to be under intelligent control, just like regular aircraft. The couple estimated the disk of each globe to be about the size of a 25-cent coin held at arm's length. Both individuals were unable to estimate the actual size and distance of the objects from their vantage point. From inside the car, with windows and sunroof open, they heard no sounds coming from the objects. We watched them for several minutes, the passenger said. They disappeared, blinked out, after heading to the southwest, somewhere over Rutland Town. The couple said that the four objects moved east to west and flew in formation as seen through the car's windshield. The motion of the objects included brief hovering and then forward travel, they reported. They were not helicopters, they said. The couple described themselves as skeptics regarding UFOs being extraterrestrial spacecraft. Begs the question, were the UFOs Chinese lanterns? Since the couple reported the objects to police, a Pulteney resident contacted the Eagle on September 23rd and said that the UFOs were probably Chinese lanterns launched as part of a local memorial celebration. Dubby said that the attendees of the event launched 12 lanterns, four at a time, as part of the gathering. If the lanterns were seen by a Middlebury couple, they would have been visible at a distance of over 30 miles. Dubby told the Eagle that a similar UFO report with orange globes was made in August of this year in the nearby Wells, Vermont. That was likely Chinese lanterns as well. The Federal Aviation Administration is unclear about the unlicensed aircraft that may include fireworks, pyrotechnics, or sky lanterns, at least according to its Title 14 Code of Federal Regulations, Part 101 ARC report. There appears to be no specific law against launching illuminated patterns, lanterns, per se, unless they pose a hazard to nearby aircraft. But the Middlebury couple told the Eagle that they were are dubious about lanterns being what they saw on September 19th. They told the Eagle on September 24th that they are familiar with Chinese lanterns used in various celebrations and said that the orange globes they saw, which were flying over Route 7, did not behave in the same erratic way. No way, they both said. Lanterns would have been way too small for us to see so far away from where they were supposed to have been launched. Similar orange globes in the sky have been reported elsewhere in Vermont. They have not been linked to floating Chinese lanterns. 
Now, as far as Vermont and UFOs, according to Casino.org, a website about gaming and related mathematical odds, it reveals that people are most likely to spot a UFO in Vermont over any other state in the nation. The website's editor, David Sheldon, has compiled data about the likelihood of a sighting of unidentified flying objects in each of the 50 states. Data recently compiled by Sheldon's team found Vermont to be a fertile locality for UFO reports. Bright lights, saucer-shaped objects, triangular craft, orange fireballs, or just some of the accounts and reports made by Vermonters describing the unexplained things they've seen in the sky, Sheldon reports. Vermont may have the best odds of catching a glimpse of a UFO based on population data. The odds of viewing a UFO are 205 to 1, according to Casino.org. But Wyoming comes in a close second with odds of 250 to 1. The states uh, with the least chances of UFO sightings or opportunities consist of Florida, which is 3,485 to 1, Texas, 3,395 to 1, and New York, 2,584 to 1. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. UFOs exist, but what are they? Are UFOs real? And if so, what are they? Does the Bible speak of UFOs? Was God an ancient astronaut? Are we being visited by non-earthlings? And if so, who are they and what do they want? Who will ultimately rule space? We may never know, but if we do find out, the answers may astound us. In this supposed age of reason, public officials and scientists find themselves facing a new wave of interest in this unexplained phenomena. UFO sightings, testimony about alien abductions, and government agencies dabbling in telepathy have produced a steady stream of headlines. In 1996, a Gallup poll revealed that nearly 75% of Americans believe in UFOs and or extraterrestrial life. And that 3% even believe they've been abducted. That's over 8 million people believing this. The mysteries of parapsychology, life after death, crossing over, astrology, UFOs, and the occult are, in these days, while traditional Christianity is considered out, old-fashioned, or even downright fraudulent, one reporter said nearly every person he met at UFO conventions, conferences, and cults claimed they used to belong to a Christian church. Generally, they left and began seeking other answers when a Christian parent or leader could not or would not take their experiences or inquiry seriously enough to respond with sound biblical answers. You will be given strong biblical answers from the Bible if you actually seek answers. Look for them because they are there. 
throughout the Old Testament. The phrase flying saucers came into vogue when, in June 24th, 1947, a pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine shining disc-shaped objects while flying across the Cascade Mountains. Arnold described the objects to the news media as appearing to be skimming like a saucer does on water. This event is widely regarded as the beginning of the modern UFOlogy. That's a buzzword for UFO buffs. Millions wonder, do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings? These are perplexing questions, and few subjects are as intriguing. The facts are in. Yes, UFOs are real. They exist. But what are they? Like I said, the answers may astound you. By definition, UFO simply means unidentified flying object. And it can, it can apply to any perceived flying manifestation that is unidentified. This can be just about anything you see. Imagine, from planes seen at unusual angles to secret experimental aircrafts, it can also pertain to meteorites or planets such as Venus or Jupiter that can sometimes appear to be moving. There are endless lists of objects which, when seen by the untrained eye, are not readily identifiable. UFOs are the opposite of IFOs, which means identified flying objects. Some have been tracked on radar screens and have mysteriously vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Allegedly, several jet planes pursuing these objects have been destroyed or have disappeared themselves. Thousands of reputable people from all walks of life claim to have seen them. Pilots, astronauts, senators, qualified scientists, celebrities, normal people, even religious figures, and even ex-presidents. Well-documented reports have come from all corners of the world that UFOs exist. Pretending that they do not exist does not make them go away. Unidentified flying objects have been recorded in ancient Egyptian and Babylonian documentation, indicating they've been around for a very long time. There have been numerous cases in which people claim to have been abducted and examined aboard alien spacecraft. Under hypnosis, some have even recaptured those memories and mysterious abductions or visions. It should be noted, however, that most UFO sightings, about 95%, do have a natural explanation, and more than a few have been deliberate hoaxes and pranks. Some photographs have been found to be nothing more than pictures of flung hubcaps and garbage can lids shot to deceive a gullible public. Most UFO sightings are, in fact, nothing more than mysterious blobs of light in the sky. Numerous explanations have been attributed to various UFO sightings. Satellites, planes, weather balloons, temperature inversions, phases of the moon, ball lighting, marsh gas, um, mirage, clouds, stars, migrating birds, light leaking into cameras, and even vivid imaginations. But what about unexplained lights in the sky that don't show up on radar? 
such as the lights which were seen over Phoenix in 1996? What about the sightings of objects that travel thousands of miles per hour and turn at right angles at the drop of a hat, defying all laws of known physics? How does an unidentified object accelerate from zero to a thousand or more miles per hour in the wink of an eye? Or traveling at high speeds, come to a dead stop. Many of these phenomena defy explanation. And all the usual explanations have been ruled out. How does one explain objects that appear and disappear right before one's eyes? Many times, numerous people have been seeing strange phenomena at the same time. There is no physical explanation for such phenomena. While there have been reports of strange things in the sky from the beginnings of man's recorded history and, and religious documentation, sightings have grown exponentially in the past 20 or 30 years. Drawings in caves in China, Spain, and France display oval and saucer-shaped disks very similar to current UFO reports. Renaissance paintings, such as work from Leonardo da Vinci, show UFOs in the background of different paintings he has put together. Jose Benilla, a Mexican astronomer, took the first known photograph of an unidentified flying object in 1883, where he captured about 150 cigar or spindle-shaped objects flying in formation, which is listed in Beyond Earth, Man's Contact with UFOs by Ralph Bloom. Check it out. You can get it through Google and Amazon. Knowing there is a human urge for explanation from beyond, there are those who are quick to fill that craving and to capitalize on a money-making opportunity. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out-of-this-world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and second-hand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Some researchers claim there are even more hidden messages found and da Vinci's work. Furthermore, there is likely an extraterrestrial influence behind it. It goes without saying that Leonardo da Vinci was ahead of his time. The volume of everything that he has put out in the past that, that he came up with, that he drafted, that he painted, that he sketched, makes it difficult to fully explore in a lifetime. His notebooks and manuscripts remain, however, and contain everything from construction plans for tanks and helicopters to wild inventions that have come into reality centuries later. His impact is so profound that his Salvatore Mundi was bought by a Saudi prince for a new museum in Abu Dhabi for $400 million during his life. Da Vinci was scrutinized by the Roman Catholic Church because of an appearance of wide-ranging philosophical tastes. Consequently, 
he had to hide information in his paintings to avoid being labeled a heretic. Between the years 1476 and 1478, da Vinci disappeared from records. His life did not otherwise have gaps in terms of coverage. Just before this time, however, he had an interesting experience. One of the autobiographical anecdotes for, from his journal tells the story of being drawn to a cave while hiking. He was pulled in by the desire to experience the wonder inside. Some of the ancient astronaut theorists suggest that his experience inside the cave permitted him to see the future, and it is likely related to interactions with aliens. Using a technique called thermographics, da Vinci's Adoration of the Magi was analyzed in 2002 in Florence, Italy. An underdrawing was discovered inside the painting of the three wise men visiting the infant Jesus. The analysis, however, showed much more than what is visible to the naked eye. As it turns out, there were layers of paint, some additions, and there were not painted by the original artist. One such detail painted over was a pagan temple, which would have been a problem at the time with the prevailing church. In fact, one of the background drawings is a temple with the lotus flower, which is the flower of life. Some of the ancient astronaut theorists contend da Vinci was obsessed with lotus flowers, which may indicate his connection to potential alien contacts. The Last Supper has been fully explored ad nauseum, but a quick summary is in order. The painting depicts the moment when Jesus told his disciples on who would betray him, and they were all frozen in action. The figure of Jesus' right is assumed to be the Apostle John, but many think it's Mary Magdalene because of the feminine features. Furthermore, the downward-pointing face and angle corresponds with da Vinci's belief that women should be depicted in such a manner. Finally, the mirror image, clothing, and pose, which together form a capital M, indicate Mary Magdalene. So why was she placed in the painting? And where is the chalice, commonly known as the Holy Grail? According to the ancient aliens crew, the two items are related, and it all comes down to a representation of Mary Magdalene's pregnancy, Jesus' divine children, which eventually leads to da Vinci somehow, according to the book of Judas that was taken out of the Gnostic Gospels or in one way, shape, or form not at all connected to the Gnostic Gospels and the Gnostics along with the Apocrypha, which are of the original Hebrew to Christian translation of the original written word. What better time than now for our government to sneak in a story like what I'm about to share with you, considering we are in the midst of a global pandemic right now, sharing vital information about the existence of UFOs now would be a great time for them just to sneak it in under the radar, undetected, and no one really even notice. The Pentagon has officially released UFO videos, uh, three short videos, in fact, of unidentified aerial phenomena that had previously been released by a private company. The videos show what appeared to be an unidentified flying object rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. 
One voice speculates that it could be a drone. The Navy previously acknowledged the veracity of the videos in September of last year. They are officially releasing them now in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos, according to Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go. After a thorough review, the department's have determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems, said Go in a statement, and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace, incursions, or unidentified aerial phenomena. The Navy now has formal guidelines for how its pilots can report when they believe they have seen possible UFOs. The Navy videos were first released between December 2017 and March 2018 by To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, a company co-founded by former Blink-182 musician Tom DeLong, that says it studies information about unidentified aerial phenomena. In 2017, one of the pilots who saw one of the unidentified objects in 2004 told CNN that it moved in ways he could not explain nor had he ever seen. As I got close to it, it rapidly accelerated to the south and disappeared in less than two seconds, said retired U.S. Navy pilot David Fravor. This was extremely abrupt, like a ping-pong ball bouncing off of a wall. It would hit and then go the other way instantly. The Pentagon has previously studied recordings of aerial encounters with unknown objects as part of a since shuttered classified program that has launched at the behest of former Senator Harry Reid of Nevada. The program was launched in 2007 and ended in 2012, according to the Pentagon, because they assessed that there were higher priorities that needed funding. Nevertheless, the former head of the classified program told CNN in 2017 that he personally believes there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal.com at gmail.com that is parks paranormal at gmail.com standing by well that's it for today see you next time on paranormally speaking i'm neil parks your host <laughs>